everybody. Welcome back to Coping with Covid, episode 11 this week. And we're joined by some return guests. If you remember episode 1, we have Jodie back with us this week. And episode 3, I believe, we have Christy as well as a brand new guest, Amy. And as four of us study computer science in first year anyway, we uh, have been attempting to learn a new language this week, doing a bit of coding. So we're going to talk a bit about that, um, as well as catching up on the news and just generally having a chat so yeah before we begin just want to ask you to follow the instagram at coping with covid podcast and super important if you can if you haven't already leave a review on itunes slash like the podcast app it's so helpful it would mean a lot and if you know somebody who's maybe looking for something new to listen to something new to do on their daily walk or whatever recommend coping with covid to a friend or a family member because you know the more listeners we get the less likely i begin to feel like everything i do every week is pointless and not actually going anywhere <laughs> but anyway leave a review follow on instagram and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to spotify the podcast app click subscribe and then you'll know when there's a new episode out it'll come straight up on your feed and it also just lets me know how many people are actively following which is just super good to know and super interesting um but yeah Grab yourself a wee drink or get a comfy seat. If you're on a walk, keep those legs moving. And I hope you enjoy this episode. It does contain some strong language, but apart from that, I hope you enjoy. It's recording. I hope I hope that's okay with all of you. Don't want to like breach any I um, consent. <laughs> no data privacy. I did laws. not give my permission. What Amy was saying before we started, she was like, it gives me the fear that, like, if you say something stupid, it's then online, like, it's out in the world forever. This and is I the had... thing with podcasts. Yeah, like, that's, that's so me nervous. Jen had not thought of it like that at <laughs> all, and now I'm terrified. Hey, that was my first thought when you were like, well, you come on and be the first guest. So I was like, it's <laughs> never happened before. This is I mean, that Podcasts pretty... aren't like, um, I don't know, they're not like YouTube videos or, like, it's harder to get the actual like the data i guess like to get the actual recording from spotify or that it's not like and then also if i just stop paying my subscription every month i'm pretty sure it'll get removed as a podcast from those places so it's okay i think we might be okay that was my dad's first thought after i went on with nikita he like phoned me he was like you swear (coughs) so much you said so many vulgar things future employers and i was like it's fine they're not gonna find this podcast do you know if your employer is able to get deep enough to find my podcast from when I was 18, 19. Honestly, like, kudos to them because <laughs> also, that's got to be some deep like, It's not even my social media. It's like, they went enough to, like, find my friends and find my friends' business ventures and find out that I was on one of the episodes. Like, And then much. listen to one of the episodes long enough to go, oh, I don't like how she used a swear word here. And not be like, wow, creativity, super cool, talking about intellectual things, you know? But also, I feel like employers, like, caring about, like, swearing and, like, putting your, like, vague personal life that isn't, like, purely professional on the internet is kind of outdated, like... I, I think especially for our, um, our kind of fields, I think that's not yeah. reality anymore. <laughs> if you're yeah, going to go into something, like, super... I was going to say super, like, businessy or, like, super, I don't know like shit like law things like where reputation could be yeah. really quite detrimental then yeah maybe but i think if like as a tech developer or like yeah. a physics um you know if it's somebody like, this, like you can do it or knowledge. you can not do it like it doesn't matter like who you are in that sense yeah i, I mean i feel I'd... like like there's people out there like elon musk and all that he's just like doing whatever he wants doesn't he and, like <laughs> nobody likes him that much to be honest but like he's doing all right for himself so I think it's okay. <laughs> what a fantastic That's perfect, example. Yeah, perfect way to just like, um, if, in a business, if if you're ever at a job interview and they're like, "Wow, we listen to your friends' uh, podcast," and not just first of all, they'd have to go through the episodes to find the one that you were in because they don't have your names in the titles and listen to enough of it. And so if they've like listened to like three episodes of coping with COVID and then gone, we didn't like, and it's like, well, clearly you were like, you know. You're just a fan. Stop trying to hide the fact that you're a fan of <laughs> <laughs> Don't also, lie to me. Also, the first one made me sound hella boring anyway. I was talking about, like, Minecraft or something, so... It is not boring. It is... I enjoy it. I think it is nice. Each episode really no, does, I think, have a different vibe. Is. I'm saying me. I just seem really, like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I think you were fine. I promise you I you were fine. I don't think so. 
<laughs> shut yeah shut up jordy you're wrong i just realized <laughs> i've not done an intro we should probably say hello <laughs> so Lovely. yes Ah, I said I wasn't gonna be weird on this one, so I'm gonna try really hard. What are we gonna? Should we, <laughs> should we just give like Jodie and Amy? I'm trying to redeem myself. I can feel um, the nerves. Can we give them like a plan? Like, what are we gonna say, and then we can all say it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Evie's what, like, what, "Hi guys, welcome back. I'm here with," and then we're like, "Jodie, Amy, Kristen," and then do you know what Evie, that we're making like? your editing job so hard. <laughs> I'm getting like, so much. To do. Hi, my name is Trina, <laughs> and my name is Tom. <laughs> My name is Hugh. <laughs> so, hello, welcome back to Coping with Covid. This week I am rejoined by episode one guest, Jodie, rejoined by episode three guest, Christy, and a brand new guest, we have Amy. Welcome, yes. everybody. How are hello. you doing? Hello. Hi. <laughs> that was interesting from Christy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all doing great. I can sense the nerves from Amy, first timer. First time, yeah. honestly, yeah, I'm feeling it. Podcast virginity, yeah. I was the about podcast to say sweat. With COVID virgin, but I feel like that's not very appropriate. Coping with COVID. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Jesus Christ, <laughs> going not to that in thanks. I just thought about my employment prospects. I know. I'd like to point out, like a whole two seconds ago, you were the one being like, "Damn, this can't be good." So. Anyway, how are we all doing? I know it's only been like four days since we talked to each other, but four days now have been 19, Christy. Oh, how does it feel? Um, It was really weird having, I have to say, like, Evie would know, but having a quarantine birthday is such an odd experience. Sucks balls. For like one and a half day, and the half is like before, the day before your birthday. Well, one and a half days, you like have a purpose in life and you're really excited about like what's yeah. about to happen and then the next day you're like oh back to the purposeless <laughs> void of quarantine a existence. in winter has never pulled through so much visitors and like when i had mine uh they hadn't phased one they hadn't started phasing out of lockdown yet so it literally was just like and the weather was pissing it down all day so i was just Aww. like vibing in my house <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean it was so nice because i like there was like five visitors that, like came to my doorstep like throughout the day you were one of them hee <laughs> hee so yeah, it was of, so nice, but so loved. And then it went to the next day and it was like, oh, no one cares. Back back to normal, <laughs> I know. You're a bit like, what now? What was the point in that? What is the point in ageing? It's just the same, but more. I, it was such a dip after my birthday. Like, obviously before, during quarantine, we were all kind of like, oh, all the days are the same. I feel a bit, feel a yeah. bit like a mushy existence. But then after having a, like, a point to my existence, it then mm. dipped to like, no, there truly is no point in living until like <laughs> September. Oh. winter birthdays have never like been that great before because i I would always want to like do outdoorsy things for my birthday or like i don't know i just like would always kind of be a downer because you had to like think of something to do inside like only inside Mm. because it was probably going to be raining so yeah having a winter birthday has never pulled through as hard as it has right now Amy's like, I think having like, my birthday at uni, like, that was just so different for me because, like, even though I went home happy through the day, it was the first birthday where I'd been, like, myself for a wee bit. So, like, yeah. not having Aww. to share yeah, it, that was quite an experience. That was good. Well, as uh, Christy found out next year, my birthday is on the last day of exams. So you better mm. bet we're going to be celebrating. I literally cannot wait Absolutely. for the combined, like, exams ending, Evie's B-Day... We're also like we're gonna be. We want to finish finish second year, huh? There'll be something at the end of exams. Yeah, that that's my to. that's my point. That I'm whole, sure there'll like, be a big week, celebration because it'll be the last the last day of exams. And oh my gosh, right! If you guys are doing a bachelor's, then Evie's birthday, so the end of our second year, is like a party for being halfway through your university degree. Don't say that, please. Holy no, no, shit! No, 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 that no. wasn't necessary, Christy. Christy, no. <laughs> Like, finding a purpose isn't hard enough right now. It's just not what any of us needed. <laughs> if I had to think about it, you do too. Right. Um, and also, shut up, integrated masters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can Whoa. celebrate in December with the rest of your kin. No, I'll celebrate <laughs> the then because kind. hopefully I will have done well enough in my exams to be, like, allowed to do the degree I want to. <laughs> I... I feel like I'm going to end up switching and then kind of hate myself for it. Do you know what? Me and my mum were having this conversation earlier. She was like, do you know, like, if you're able to just do it, like, to switch to... And I was like, oh, no, it begins. And so it begins. Yes. Jodie, join me. 
come to the but, like, integrated I think masters. Part of me is like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel after four years. Like after four years in one small town, am I gonna be like, as much as I've loved this, it's time to move on? That's my. Concern or am I gonna as well. be like, yeah, yeah? Because yeah. I've got Do friends you know, doing. Both. I think if they had a bigger gym, I'd be alright with it. Maybe I should just leave the options open. The bigger gym is the issue. Yeah, I mean, I just think like, just like I like how that's one. your concern. I've not been to the gym and I don't plan to go anytime soon. Um, I had gym membership went a couple times, but it's so small and it's it stresses me out a lot. That's why I don't want to go. It stresses me people. how busy it is. Yeah, but you can't. There's not. There's not ever a guarantee of getting a machine, which is absurd because in places like Oxford, which obviously is like significantly richer than St Andrews, they have like a gym per college, and there's like twenty colleges in like the tiny like Oxford student population, which is probably smaller than St Andrews. And they've got like fifteen gyms, and I'm so jealous. First, first things first, the news. Um, actually, nothing like I don't know. I don't know where to begin with the news because I was looking at coronavirus stuff. There's nothing all that interesting for us this week in terms of coronavirus. Nothing, nothing super, you know, mind blowing. Though. In previous weeks, we had talked about the chance that coronavirus, 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 <laughs> um, was maybe around earlier than originally thought or like originally broadcasted, and now there's like a proper study that's gone into finding out if the coronavirus was actually like prominent from as early as August in 2019 in Wuhan, Ooh. but looking at the article apparently it's been discredited for its like scientific basis so i'm not sure how believable that is <laughs> but there is there is thoughts there is um you know a little bit a little bit out there that maybe actually if people were ill earlier than the coronavirus like outbreak there's a chance that there was some sort of some sort of thing was going on i don't know what but I've heard maybe that cold. So many like locals tweet like, "Swear my mum had the coronavirus over December." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. locals, <laughs> right? Like the jazz quartet and that they they had their whole like situation where they like made each other ill and were looked like death around during ball time, mm-hmm. um, and they're convinced it was like the first strain of corona. I don't know the if you, they talked about this. Um, because there was meant this was they're not like meant to be like two strains or something. This is honestly Corona probably two, not very factually correct boogaloo. information. No, yeah, there was there was um. They stuff. were also down in London, but I think they had it before that, so I'm not sure we can actually credit it to that. Yeah, because Luke was already ill when he went away, exactly. and he did talk a bit about how like they all got ill, and then like a few weeks later, I got really ill, and I genuinely thought I was gonna like. I was around them enough though that I feel like I should have got something. That's the thing. I was in the labs every day when I was really ill, and everyone would be infected if that was the case. (laughs) But that's maybe where the like separate strain thing could come in. But I think likelihood is bad flu, bad cold because it was cold flu season. So, do you know what? um, Do you know what other rumor I heard about the Rona though? Is I don't know how like true this is, but it was another thing I saw in the news that was like, oh maybe maybe not, but that people can't actually like people aren't asymptomatic. Like, the disease isn't asymptomatic, as in you can't have it and have no symptoms, which is obviously the scariest part, because obviously it's like, how do you know? But that mm-hmm. people who, like, we thought were asymptomatic were just people that had it and hadn't presented the symptoms yet, because obviously there's, like, a two-week incubation period yeah. where you don't show them yet. So, like, they just hadn't tracked the people they were um, saying were asymptomatic properly enough, because, like, there's a theory that basically you can't be... Um, and as long as you oh. give yourself two weeks and you don't have any symptoms, then you, like, shouldn't have the Rona. But, I mean, that wasn't very reliable, so I'm not, like, going by yeah, it. Yeah, not? there's so many... There's just cases of, like, quite prominent people. Um, um, who was it? There, there was a radio presenter who was, like, convinced he had it and ended up not having it. And then, like, someone else who was convinced they didn't have it ended up having it. So you're like, I don't know. Yeah, but honestly, lot. do we even know enough? Like, I think there'll definitely be like a lack of tracking of asymptomatic sort of cases in the sense of like, if you don't present with symptoms, either you're not going to realize you have it, or if you do realize you have it, you're going to then just like probably quarantine yourself. Yeah. Um, I had the COVID toes, remember? <laughs> yeah, it's all the fact. It's the fact that all the weird like, or just more symptoms kept coming that I think was like made people a bit paranoid as well because obviously we didn't know all the symptoms so it's like it started out as these things and then if people didn't have exactly that they were like oh I don't know 
And then it was yeah. like, and possibly this, and possibly this, and possibly this. Yeah. Um, it's it's scary shit. Not knowing, not the not knowing is is. Um, I think it's hard, especially when there's so much like unease around it. Um, and what like the symptoms thing, and then also just like not knowing if you'd get better if you got it, or how ill you'd be, or what would happen to your friends, your loved ones. I think everyone just like the like you understand where the mass hysteria and shit came from right at the start because there's just so much mm. not like things just weren't known like nobody knew what the fuck was going on like literally nobody so everybody was just like ah so even though like most knowledgeable people or the people who knew the most still didn't didn't know enough to like ease the nation as such so like i mean I, I, i'll never excuse it and i still think it's horrendous like the mass panic buying and all that shit but you like you can't understand where it came from as such you can yeah. understand how some brains just like went into survival mode and were like <laughs> toilet paper. I read an article about Iceland how they handled it, and um, it was really interesting. Like they've basically they went from having like a really high infection rate um, to basically like managing to get rid of it completely. And I obviously get it's like a fa- fairly small country, and they're kind of on their own island, but as are we mm. in some senses. Um, and they did they very much like kept politics out of it, which is interesting. There's a whole like kind of list of reasons why their response was so good Mm -hmm. um but they like basically the government just went right it's up to health officials and public kind of um service officials and stuff to like handle it so they kind of took a step back and so there was like three folks i think one who is like head head of their kind of health body and there was a like two others in like prominent kind of positions but it was they kept it very like out of politics and they would Mm -hmm. have these kind of briefings every day and stuff which is really interesting and i wonder if I wonder if we, I don't know if it's possible that the UK could have done that in many ways, but um, it would be interesting to see if that changed things at all. Um, yeah. Interesting to think about like attitudes about towards professionals good. in this country, because even when the advice is coming from um, like health professionals, but through politicians, people would either be like, oh, I'm not listening to them because I don't agree with the politics, or they would say, oh, unless Boris says this or unless Nicola says this, I'm not going to follow it because to them it's not... So it's just interesting to see how maybe, like, the UK public would have reacted to non, like, heads of states giving Mm. orders or, like, if people... Because some people in this country are just straight up... (laughs) I don't know how to describe them. Just the the way that they they process information. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. It would have been very interesting because I think it like could have gone. I mean, as always, it could have gone either way. But things like the whole sort of case with Dominic Cummings, for example, like and how Ugh. that kind of reflected in politics and became as much a political issue as a kind of health yeah. issue. And it was very interwoven. Yeah. Like, and but then that did happen with the um, what's her name, the Scottish one, um, yeah. health lady who went on holiday to wife. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah um like you know so i guess in both cases politics kind of came into that but it could happen either way but yeah i mean maybe the i think if you kind of took out the political aspect it'd be interesting to see if it did change things obviously we can't go back in time but um and that's also not the sole reason that iceland like yeah yeah well (laughs) i'm not saying that at all but i'm sure as a country as a general like population they probably have a very different outlook on yeah i don't know just that was another thing about the success of um south korea is that like the general population like has so much faith in the government and i saw an article on this um and the government like like in return it like treats every citizen like very well um obviously they have a lot of like public infrastructure funding and stuff but you know did you see how everyone that lived in seoul got like a box sent with like a free mask like a bit of food like from the government like everyone Mm. had supplies for the rona and in turn like they just like did whatever the government asked them to i think the other reason is iceland obviously has a much more manageable economy as well and i've seen a lot of people in the uk like worrying about the economy maybe a little too much if it's a case of like public health like i do think people forget that like when people's lives are at stake if you can just sort of put a freeze on the economy like it's it's better than having like not a recession but people die like i don't know i feel like one of those is quite clearly more important but well you this is a thing you'd think and i personally completely agree but i, I know people myself who would disagree with that and who would think yeah. that 
it's understandable from the perspective that if the economy got so bad that there was a big recession, people would die from that, from yeah, poverty exactly. and things. Yeah, it's like life but, and livelihood do go hand in hand, but one of them is more immediate than yes, the other. Yes, and one of them is a little bit more... You can do things to address it when it comes, or you could actually prevent things like that happening by reducing the amount of time that we have to freeze the economy if you... You know, it's like if people just <laughs> it's yeah. going back to like episode one every single week, just like do what they say and like <laughs> stop killing folk. <laughs> but, do but what yes. they say and stop killing folk. Holy Prime Minister Evelyn Curry. On the topic of um, <laughs> killing folk, not very good. <laughs> um, I've just a, a news report has just come out about illegal raves that have been happening during this. In that does not surprise me. Manchester Those EDM folk do not be following orders, do they? And because of these illegal raves, it's actually really horrendous. Someone's died. There's been three stabbings, and a woman's been raped. Stabbings. That's so yeah, unnecessary. The road is there. Daisy Nook Country Park in Greater Manchester on late Saturday. Country Parks died of a suspected drug overdose. So there was one. Some person's died died of a drug overdose. There's been three stabbings, and somebody's been raped at these illegal raves that have been going on. My goodness. That's horrible. Like out of everything that people want to get on with during Corona, is a rave the most important? <laughs> I find it weird that people want to get on with their stabbings. Corona. <laughs> I just imagine like, like breaking quarantine because you're really excited about a rave and then you just like get stabbed. Like it's not even the Rona that kills you; it's just some random man with a knife. I I when you said that though, I was literally like, there was absolutely no part of me that was shocked. Like I just no, kind of was like, I I kind of no. I feel like a part of me just knew somewhere that's absolutely happening like for sure it just (laughs) i just feel Uh, like it's so tragic that like so many people have died and stuff there but you're not really meant to go to illegal raves in the first place like that's why they're illegal like amy said like i don't know i just (laughs) closing the name (laughs) no not quite karma it's like very very serious (laughs) harsh karma but uh yeah being stabbed at an illegal rave Clue is in the name. Disobey Boris. Coronavirus. You should not be raving illegally. (laughs) As a concept, it's an interesting one. Um, Also, I think we should just quickly address the anti-racism marches and protests (sighs) that I I kind of... I'm not going to lie. I think it's really fucking funny that these people have gone out and then just proven to everyone that they were trying to i don't know it, everything that as a as a movement they were clearly trying to do when they went out to protest anti-racism they have then proved like by Is attacking the, the police that are, like we're protecting our statues and but then stuff. the case of the guy then pissing on them like people who have gone to these protests yeah. who are then saluting hit, like nazi saluting um, and the ones Winston that are Churchill those fights with because... police and stuff, and you're just like, <laughs> I literally what? don't even know where to begin. Like the people who they like they've gone out. Have you seen? Wait, I need to find this video to play because it is literally the funniest thing I've ever watched. Is this um someone interviewing this guy, being like, like what's going on here today? And he can't string a sentence together. And he's like, he's no idea why he's there. He just wants to fight someone. And like, wait, I've mm. got to, I've got to play this. Article where it's like, and it's 10 a.m. in the morning, and the beers are already out. <laughs> and it here. was like fueled by beers and sun, and I'm like, ah, the UK. Good times. Right, listen to this. Listen to this. What's happening, right? I don't agree with it, mate. Statues. It fucking. It's all over, mate. The racism's <laughs> coming back, mate, because of the fucking BH men. <laughs> because of the fucking BH he doesn't even know the name of the movement that he's supposedly fighting statues <laughs> oh god <laughs> like it just uh, and then they were they were def- apparently they were there because of the they didn't want to they wanted to, de- to defend the Winston Churchill statue and then they proceeded to you know honour the man who defeated the Nazis by Nazi saluting him Um. I don't know where you begin with that, that you blatantly can't see the <laughs> hypocrisy in that. And, like, the police are just standing there, like, 
Like what? Where do we? What do we do in this? Like who are we? They like they generally can't even be like what are we fighting because none of it makes sense. And then they're like, you know, they're ripping down our statues. And then in the like same shot, you can see someone pissing on a memorial in the background, like a war memorial. And it's like the whole thing's just gone to shit. It's just like it's. I think it's just genuinely funny that they wanted to go out and like, you know, protest against a protest and have just proved to everyone that actually they're the worst. I feel like there are people that are out trying to be like, not let's be racist, because that's not like overtly what these people would say, but like people go out to be like, stop rioting, like get back at home or like, you know, like to protect the statue, like, oh, don't, don't take down my favourite racist. I like this one. It was also the argument of, um, you know, you're going to get rid of our history, but then the argument to defend that was that he was going to forget if the statue forget Winston Churchill if the statue was taken down and i was like are you really like germany is anyone germany I doesn't have any statues of nazis and i've definitely forgotten that one banksy said a good thing i thought when he was like we should have the statue there but then like add commission someone to add on to to like show them like taking the statue down and i was like that's really interesting because that would like like it show it teaches so much more about like yeah, that's a good the idea. history and why it was bad and taking the statue down is now a part of history. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was mm. quite clever. I quite liked that it. That is quite clever. You could also just, like, not necessarily take the statue down, but a sort of similar idea to Banksy that I've seen floating around is, like, obviously there's a plaque on every statue that's, like, Winston Churchill, like, he defeated mm-hmm. the Nazis, yay. But you could, like, add on to the plaque or redo it in a way that's, like, he did stop the genocide of... British people and like European Jews but with the other hand he ordered genocides in Bengal and so it's one genocide for another we thank him for our life but he took so many so you know yeah no there's there's some very interesting points about um and I think it's especially interesting like a couple episodes ago I talked about I just finished 1984 which is all about just like erasing the past and then oh I've ordered it um, and I think what's really interesting in that book, and at the time I was like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of relevant, I guess, if you like look into it, but actually after everything that's happened in this last week, it's like really relevant. And basically the whole thing is like, um, at points, they're basically just, they erase the past up to the present moment and fix it so that it's always in support of the current agenda. And if the current agenda mm-hmm. changes, everything in history instantly changes to mm-hmm. support that. And everyone is just accepted that that is that. And no one ever just counts that or anything. And it is interesting that, like, like people obviously are talking about um, removing statues and things. And there's been a lot of... I've heard some really interesting, like, interviews from people who work at museums and things and how they want to approach it. And they say, like, if people really want the statues removed from, like, public areas, that makes sense. Bring them here where proper people mm-hmm. who have proper, like, you know, knowledge, information, history about this person can, like, have detailed you know, histories about the good, the bad, everything that happened yeah. and display this, you know, the statue in a historical and accurate yeah. manner rather than just like leaving it in public where it's maybe being celebrated instead of educating or mm-hmm. just ripping it down where it's not doing either. That's the other thing is people saying like the point of statues is to like thank people, but statues, especially because like when you're raised in a country that has statues, for example, um, if there are statues around, they're there to like honor someone, they're there to commemorate someone. So having mm-hmm. a statue of someone says this person is great and we want to remember them because they were great. It doesn't educate you about anything apart from the fact that you should know this person because they were good, which is mm-hmm. why I think it would be better to either have like a very educational plaque or I think it would be better to put it in a museum and be like, yeah, we celebrated him briefly, but like you should know that everyone, most people in these areas of history are like very morally gray even if they have strong whites and strong blacks. Yeah, and especially, yeah. like, um, holding... I think a really interesting point is anyone who's, like, studied history or studies history to look at is, like, holding uh, historical figures or, like, historical moments to current-day politics or to the current environment is yeah. not something you can really do if you want to understand, like, conceptually a person in their time. Yeah. And the best thing to do is to learn from that is to like obviously is to look back, okay, this is why that was bad and why it wouldn't you know, it wouldn't fly in today's, you know, environment. But if you just get rid of it, then you're yeah, you're just pretending it didn't happen. That's mm-hmm. not the way to do it. But to be fair, I don't think many people who want the statues removed want their history to be forgotten in that sense. They just want them to not no. be yeah. commemorated. Which is yeah. I yes. do agree with. I have a very interesting factoid 
about uh-huh. when you say like it's important to contextualize the people you're talking about and their morals, which mm. I completely agree with. Um, and there is an article from The Independent um, released recently about Winston Churchill and why he is so like morally grey. And mm-hmm. in it, I read this, like I was going through it and there's this really like interesting paragraph that I've not heard anyone talk about because often an argument like against taking a statue down is, oh, well, those were the views of the time, etc. But this one paragraph um, has in it that essentially he was like very, very nationalist and far right even for the day. Mm. And that, like, people in in the UK Parliament advised the Prime Minister not to appoint him because of his extreme beliefs. Like, he was looked down upon even in the time for his attitudes towards, especially Southeast Asia, because obviously he engineered a genocide there. And he has put, I think it was about 1,000, no, 150,000 Kenyans into a concentration camp for land. Like, you know, he fought against concentration camps and he also, like, encouraged them where and when it suited him. And so he was always mm-hmm. seen as, like, incredibly nationalist, possibly in a dangerous way. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting to know is, like, because you can't just pass anything off with, oh, it was the views of the time. Like, yeah. you could say, like, oh, slavery was fine, that was the views of the time. Like, no, it's not. It's important to put it in the context. And that's exactly something else that I saw pointed out as someone saying, you know, you're you're trying to defend um, Winston Churchill and, you know, some of the not the not good decisions he made but the fact that he was then he wasn't voted in for a second term even after defeating the nazis he was voted out um of parliament after that in 1945 shows that you know he wasn't everybody's favorite at the time all the time like even after even after defeating you know what some would maybe regard as like the greatest evil in current like like modern history (laughs) people were like nah we want someone else so i think that it does it's a very very good argument and that everything's Mm. not black and white there's discussion to be had i think which is interesting and as someone who doesn't study history i do find it interesting learning learning little bits about it here and there on the uh, on the flip side no i i agree with what you're saying um but my parents said they were like there's always i think every um generation like there's going to be stuff that we look back and and obviously say that's not how we do it now we know more now and so is there stuff from our generation like things like you know even i don't know if it's a good example but like climate change for example are they going to look back at us and be like you knew about this and you still did nothing yeah most definitely and you know like i think every every generation is going to have stuff that they do wrong oh no for sure i do think so yeah and that made me think about it i'm not not that I, i would um argue to keep said statues up but it made me think like um, I think for sure, undoubtedly, there'll be stuff side. that we look back, like our kids and their kids will look back and go, I, I mean, if we live that long, hashtag dying planet. Um, <laughs> you know, if they'll look back and go, like, that's not great, or the way things were handled, or, you know, we think we're maybe like a super liberal de- generation in years to come, that might be very different, or it might go back, swing back the other way, you never know. Um, but I think that's just the point, is like, you know, as people, as a society, as like a like a the human race, we've got to constantly be changing and adapting, and yeah. staying stagnant is never going to work. So if there's movement being made, yeah, it might have to like change in the future. But I don't think things will ever like super. I don't think I think time. I don't think you can ever like regress in such a like straightforward way. I think even when you maybe some things go back to old views or like old i don't know yes old ways of life there is still a way that it's moved forward because there has to have been change to get there i don't know it's an interesting exactly point. that's just when you were saying that i kind of had the thought beforehand of like you know we always like swing around in a circle of kind of i mean for example in this country it's like the tory labor sort of situation like we 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 don't we, we don't really tend to stay as one for a while like we go too far one way often swing back the other and th- stuff but through that we've we've got to a point where we're like you know women for example women's rights like whereas that was maybe contentious at the time and stuff it's now like accepted that you know mm-hmm. we are or we are equal pretty so much or, well no, we're not there but like exactly, you know it's, you can't really argue the other side of it whereas and like we've moved on from that whereas i don't know how historically accurate this is but in the past like you know that will have been something that was like contentious um, yeah. So despite the fact that we we do always like a lot of our politics kind of swings around in circles and like we we do kind of 
change and then go back again. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff that you're, you're right, and there's some stuff that definitely like progresses. Yeah. Through that. You might you might move between two points, but I don't think you're ever fully moving backwards because there has to be a process to have got to that change, and if that is a change that's been made, that means you are moving in some way. So I think yeah, and also just like time, I don't know as. Christy, as the physics student, can tell us that time is <laughs> um, <laughs> is a one-directional <laughs> axis. Anyway, as so Amy far. just said, girls in STEM, that's what I wanted Woo! to touch on. Oh, actually, yeah, <laughs> we before, we get, into, girls before we get into that, the girls in STEM thing, um, I sent you this... I just want to brush on it because I think it's mental. I sent you that um, article just before we started. Oh, shit, I've lost it. Um... Where is it? About an algorithm that can detect the female <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> you should have seen the original PowerPoint slides. They were ridiculous. Really? Can we get the original um, well, slides? They were on I Twitter. kind of really want to see them. Someone, someone okay, well, up. I'll see if I can find them. Um, they got posted on Twitter, but basically they were like, oh, um, it has been proven that like 20% of women orgasm, the other half don't, and there's just the no way to of- know. <laughs> As if you couldn't just ask and accept the answer. <laughs> well, this is what the, the article goes on to say. is like, mm-hmm. we, we <laughs> denounce this algorithm because it is demeaning to women. And also, just ask them. Like, they were like, we... I think they, like, make sex toys or something. And they were yeah. like, we base our customer, yeah. like, service and, like, the accuracy of asking them and then using their answer rather than whatever the fuck you've come up with. Please don't... <laughs> It's basically just like when they said women in STEM, this is not what they were talking about. (laughs) Oh, I've got the slides. I've got the slides right. Are we ready? Yes. So the first one is just like Relay Delimited is a company that invented the very first unique algorithm that could identify a female orgasm. And then um, the next one says the problem, and this is where the ridiculousness starts. It says number one. The difficulty in determining if a woman has an orgasm. So far, there is no evidence or proof of female orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) And then they have point two, women fake. And it says about 26% of women fake an orgasm every time they have sex. And from 25 to 74% of women admit to having fake an orgasm at some point in their lives. Some point in their lives. And then they make the last point about testing whether female like sex toys are working and it's like, well, you know that orgasm isn't the only point of a sex toy. Like mm-hmm. if you came straight away, then there's no point in using the toy, you know? <laughs> just just a thought. Just gonna throw that out there. It's just like who's who's done this and I mean odds on odds How on. How many it's a people man. has this gone through? No, it's but the article said it was a woman that like that like that was their justification. There was like it was like, oh, one of our like, you know, it was it was designed by a woman who wanted to like help her fellow women and we were like what <laughs> there's not a i will eat my sock if those slides were written by a woman <laughs> it's not possible <laughs> it's just not possible oh god that wait okay coming off this isn't super related but um this stat that you sent us the other day that said uh mm. a woman in a was it a high level stem job or was it just a stem job is like more likely to be divorced. What Just was stem. it, Amy? Do you know it? So yeah, a woman, <laughs> a woman uh, in STEM is more likely to be single or divorced. Was it not like was it was so, there a percentage or something? Like it. It's like forty percent, or am I making that up? Okay. No, it wasn't. It was like sixty percent. Forty percent. forty. Please tell me that's not true. It was more. <laughs> I feel like that statistic Please represents a good thing, though. Like I think it represents a good thing because maybe women that aren't in STEM or aren't such high earners feel like bound in relationships they don't like because they're not financially <laughs> I think you made a very good point as well that like maybe for some men as well that might feel uncomfortable not being um a high earner in in a relationship or in the household or the and also just like when you're in a was. in a job yeah. any any high level job but in a stem job like your work hours and your commitment to the job is going to be a lot and maybe women who in that position are just like I don't need no mans I've got code to <laughs> I be I haven't writing. got time for no mans <laughs> I feel like there are loads of confounding variables here maybe employers yeah. are like I'm not going to hire you as a physicist because you might want kids or like, that's that's like a common thing it's oh, very man. concerning 
That is illegal. That's why they're not allowed to ask in interviews. Like, oh, do you have My dad used to tell stories of people that would, like, take off their wedding rings before job interviews. Because people would see if you were, like, if you were married, then you probably have kids or going to have kids soon. Yeah. So you can be counted on for, like, full time. Yeah. It is a concerning... To be fair, I feel like I know of some companies, like, tech companies that have moved towards doing, like, equal maternity and paternity leave. Um, So, like, we have a a pal who got, like, um, I think it was, like... Yeah, four months or something of paternity leave, like equivalent basically to what his wife got, um, mm-hmm. which yeah, it's pretty cool, good stuff. I found an interesting statistic about paternity leave, which was that in um, you know Scandinavian countries how they're quite good with giving yeah. big paternity paternity leaves. Um, there was a study done of like families where the paternity leave that was offered was taken, and both parents like took like obviously the mum got longer because like you have to breastfeed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the where the men took the full paternity leave, they then had less kids in the future, <laughs> and they think it was because men oh. then understood what they were asking the women to do, and they couldn't just be like have another baby. Like I want another kid when they actually had to raise one. That's very funny. So actually the companies are saving like money and stuff in the long run. <laughs> yeah, because once men realise like all of the labour that they're just making their wives do to raise kids, they're not so like, oh, but I want another one. Mm. <laughs> oh, but I want a baby. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, I want to ask Amy... Um, about oh. your LinkedIn, <laughs> what happened? There? This guy like reached out to you, and you this were like, is "This so is weird. not this like is give so us weird. the brief, please." Okay, well, first of all, I should say he did when I like politely declined the offer. He did say like, "Okay, like don't share what I've sent you or whatever." Yeah. So like I won't, but like just there we go. So yeah, so he was basically like, <laughs> just tell it to a podcast. Uh, we've looked at your podcast like profile switch. and whatever. Like we think you'd be like a super good fit for this. Like. We'd love if you'd come and work with us on this project. Like, if you're interested, like, mm-hmm. I'll send you the brief. I'll send you, like, a full brief. And it was, like, uh, it would be three to five hours a week during, during like, term time and then no no work over exam period. So I was, like, oh, my goodness, if this is paid and it's something I like doing, like, as it, like, what an opportunity of this. Absolutely brilliant. And because, uh-huh. like, you couldn't get that from, like, a normal, I don't know, no. part-time job. So I was, like amazing and then he basically sent me like their full pitch like the full idea um and I looked at it and I was just like I don't think that's a very good idea I don't see it working and then also in the pitch it was like this is actually going to be unpaid until we're fully incorporated so Ah. um you would receive equities which I just feel like Mm. looking at me looking at the idea I was like I feel like that's going to be worth nothing I'm not going to lie yeah. And then, so I basically sent him a bit of a paragraph back. I was like, okay, this is interesting. However, I've got, it was super polite, super like professional and all that. I was like, there's a few like things that are leaving me hesitant because he asked my thoughts. So I was like, if you want my thoughts, these are my thoughts. And I basically <laughs> you laid out thoughts, a few of the I'm reasons. I'm about to lay them down for you. <laughs> so I basically like told him basically why I don't see it happening. Uh-huh. And then I was like, okay, in question, so when would I start getting paid? And also... Because I feel like I've already bitten off more than this year for next year, I can't lie. Yes, and then you have. Also, what market research have you done to like decide that this is a good idea? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's basically, like, I was polite and all that, but it was like really quite harsh. And then, he, so that was last night, and then I get a message this morning saying, "Perfect, like, you're in. Like, we'll have a few video calls and that to like discuss it, and we'll just like give you more information and stuff." I was like, "Whoa." But, Actually, I don't know if you yeah. read my last message, but I just said your idea is terrible and I don't want to be part of it. And then he's come back and yeah, brilliant. Basically. Okay, when's the first meeting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he just never really caught my drift, to be honest. But um, so politely declined that one. Yep. Oh well. That was interesting. That was interesting. Exciting. Gave me a giggle. So. Professional so. working women, nearly. <laughs> Well, Amy's doing this. Vice President of the Women in Computer Science Society we have in our presence. Oh my goodness. A real life wick. A real life wick. (laughs) Instead of us fake (laughs) A real one. Actually, I've paid my £3 membership. I'm a wick. Fakest of the fake. Um, (laughs) But yeah, this week we all decided um, to to embrace the true CS nerd within us all. Um, 
Well, Christy, yeah, Christy's kind of. You did it first year. I think that counts. Is there half 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 work, half blood work, um, half blood. and to try teach yourselves some Python because none of us have done Python yet, even though it is supposed to be possibly the most important language at the moment to know. Um, so, well, to be fair, I'm doing it in physics. We have to learn it. Yeah, I think we years. do it in second year a bit. We do second semester, yeah. So, so it is actually useful. I'm not just like regretting my existence, making friends with you all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wanna, I wanna hear about like what you've, how you've been getting on with it, and if you've like done any wee projects to like let me know. I know Jodie was the first one to like properly dive in. I must say, I've not been at it for long enough to maybe give an all round opinion. But I've been trying yeah, a couple of things. Either. But yeah, Jodie, what was your, what was your wee project? Because oh, that sounded very oh. interesting. So it basically started with, I was on YouTube and I ended up in spirals where I watched loads of like tech videos and um, one of these like came up in my suggested, it was like a tutorial video um, about taking liked videos from your YouTube. So it kind of was, the idea is that it's like music videos and then making a Spotify playlist of them. Um, and it was like, oh, here's a nice real like Python tutorial. And the girl who does it, she um, kind of like shows you Oh no, she she shows um, all her code as she's going and it's up on GitHub and stuff. And I was like, you know, that's a nice wee like entry level situation. Um, turns out there's a lot more to it um, and a lot more, mm. a lot of things that didn't work and stuff. So it's been a bigger project than I thought it was going to be, but that means there's been lots of learning. So it's been good. Um, I really very like Python, having gone from Java to Python, um, I think a lot of it is just like so much of it's just syntax, um, like all the, a lot of yeah. the kind of things you're trying to do are exactly the same, it's just like knowing how, just like looking up how to do them, um, but I've been working with APIs um, kind of for largely the first time, which has been good. Very cool, I think that's a very cool project. Um, yeah. What I find with like Python, I don't know if any of you guys agree with me, because I know that it is one of what one of its qualities that makes it super good is the like flexibility of types and that it's not super like constricted to like variable types or that. Like it's really flexible and like you can basically do everything with everything, which is cool and I can see how it, it can be really really good. Um and I can see how it can be good but like coming from Java where everything is like really very quite constricted i find it like difficult sometimes to like i think the way i'm thinking of it is still hard to like move over when i'm like thinking of something and specifically uh i don't know when i'm thinking specifically numbers or i'm thinking specifically like text to then move over to something mm. where it's like it could be either i'm a bit like i don't really understand it's quite nice though i quite like that <laughs> in some nice. ways like i appreciate for the things that it could make more difficult but when you're just like messing around it's quite it's quite nice. I'm sure when I like get like... get more into it, like I can see why it's so good. I think it's just like it is a difficult. I think it's easier to move from like Java to then Python, so that you can be like, wow, this is so nice and flexible, and I can do way yeah. more things, and it's like not as strict <laughs> and like and like even like parameters, you don't have to pass parameters. Like there's a way that you don't have to pass all the parameters it needs. Like it's I don't know, it's really interesting. But and you know like I don't know. I think if I went from Python to Java, I'd be like, what the fuck. Like, why yeah. is everything so strict? It's it's like going from, like, primary school to secondary school, where in secondary school they, like, whip you every time you, like, look up from your feet or something. It's also, um, it was, it was weird getting used to not putting semicolons. It, I'm so, like, it's just such an, like, a kind of reaction oh, now. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, semicolon. I do kind of miss curly brackets. <laughs> is that weird? No, the it's indentation thing takes, it took a bit of a... Because I think it's just visually sometimes so much easier to look at something and be like, that's where that ends, that's where that ends. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just going to put them in anyway. Nerd chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what about you guys, um, Christy and Amy? Have you guys just been like learning odd bits or have you been like attempting yeah. a wee project or. Well, I was going to say, I don't really have an awful lot to show for myself, really, because. Um, I like started to learn it on Code Academy instead of just going by YouTube, and then I hit like the paywall. Um, yeah, so I know oh, how to no. print. <laughs> I think Code Academy, and, like I used a bit of Hacker Rank at the start, which is like the name. I don't know why any tech 
like t online teaching resource decides to name themselves with the most embarrassing and like cringy names ever but yeah i did like um like the first couple like levels of hacker rank for python just to learn the like basic syntax and i do think they're really good because it's so much easier to like they tell you where your mistakes is or like how it should be and there's usually a little tutorial or something i do think it's a good way to learn if you're like learning yourself like from home because i do sometimes find like cool, learning cool. code or like learning and teaching anything to yourself you don't fully maybe read something or like interpret something the way it's supposed to be interpreted whereas if when someone's like explains to you in like a bit more of a kind of teaching context it sometimes is a bit easier i think so i think that's a good yeah. move christy honestly i think that's a good way to go about it <laughs> Double I'm honestly like quite chilled about learning it because I'm very yeah. aware that like sometime in next year or the year after I'm going to be taught it like as if I didn't know computer science so I already have a leg up because most physicists like don't some do yeah some don't mm -hmm. yeah so I do have a leg up in that aspect in that I know and understand a much more complicated language yeah so I think I'll manage yeah you'll be great I do want to learn it but I'm not that I'm is not a nice uh, a nice in to have that you were a first year yeah you know, yeah, I did a whole first year of Comsky when I straight up didn't need to. And because of that, I'm now going over my credits in the year that I need to average a high two one oh, to God. continue with my degree because I'm stupid Fear. and I didn't take Astro. <laughs> I mean, we appreciate you being a wick. I think Thanks. for all our sakes, even such. if you're over crediting, you know, just think of how happy you've made us. If that does that help? <laughs> oh, Could you use friendship true. towards a master's? Does that is that allowed? <laughs> I got a fourteen point three. I think you, but like, as friends... Komsky nerds, I think you as Komsky nerds need a non-Komsky opinion sometimes because you're all such cretins. <laughs> if you ever wow. try to explain to something to someone, I could just like step in and be like, no, no, that's not going to make sense, you know. No, honestly, like, fair enough. The situation. Very true. What about I'm you, Amy? What have you been up to? French group. Um, so I've not done like a lot with Python to be honest. It was actually interesting. I was already taught it in like sixth year. We did it at school, so oh, really? uh, yeah. So I've already done it a bit. I've more been doing so. I'm doing this like summer teams enterprise program thing. So I've been focusing yeah. on that quite a lot this week, for basically analysing a website. And I'm like in a wee group. I'm like a tech lead. So I mean, as you can imagine, like there's quite a lot there for that. So so I've been doing. It does. I was saying this to Jodie yesterday. We went on a walk. Mm. It does boggle me a little bit that as something that's like a team. And uh, like uh, internshipy thing, that it is a project that is about tech. Like it's about a website. It's like website based. Yet it's not like like there's people who can do it that are not web, not not even like tech minded. The fact that the workload is just not going to distribute evenly. I don't understand that a little bit. How you can make yeah. a project that is basically completely tech based, but then have people who are not tech minded also in it so that then they can just be like okay now do all the work and like just i don't know if that's how it's working but to me it doesn't make a lot of sense it's not too bad like so there's two tech leads on it so i'm one of them and this other girl's the other one but so when she like accepted the role she was like yeah i don't mind doing it but um like i have no tech experience so amy you might need to like do a bit more and i was like well we're both getting the same like credit here so i don't really i don't know um, but mm -hmm. no, like it's fine it's fine and there's a lot to do with like competitive research and stuff so like looking at other sports oh, right. websites fair, and stuff suppose, so that yeah. it makes it a wee bit fairer but using all like the google analytics and like mapping out the website like doing the ie in the very like like initially like i did that myself like it was like yeah i don't know that's interesting i i hadn't yeah obviously there was like research <laughs> i don't know i was just like in my brain i was like doesn't seem very fair on old Amy over here. Words, but no, it's interesting cool. though. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Doing mad bits while the rest of us are lazing about. I made Hangman. <laughs> um, Class. I made Hangman with Python. Um, it actually ended up working really well. I'm quite proud of it. Um, I say proud. Like it's not nothing that cool about it, and it's like <laughs> in terminal, so it's ugly. But um, I'm still proud of you. I am, like some some way into trying to make mash did you guys ever play mash when you were oh little? My God. Yeah. it is right i was like oh this is good because it's like a step up from hangman but it's still fairly basic it is proving to be actually really quite difficult and not necessarily because of the python but because of um the logical thinking and problem solving that i just can't <laughs> i'm like so out of practice you know how like problem solving and like 
I don't know, just like logical thinking is actually like a skill and that if you're out of practice yeah, of like it's a proper thinking muscle. like a an engineer or thinking like a problem solver, you just it's hard. Whereas like if this was I don't know, if I'd been at uni all this time and then I'd done it at uni, I'd probably be a bit more like, Oh yeah, I can think of this but I'll sit and I look at these like four lines of code and I'm like, Where do I add one and where do I take away one? And I'm like I just can't <laughs> I'm getting somewhere, but actually the like the logical process like mash is such an easy game like for those like i had to explain this to my mom the other day for those who haven't played it it's basically like you've got different categories like job um you know like husband or wife or like where you're gonna live what marriage apartment the letters stand for it it's the m stands for mansion a stands for apartment s stands for like shed and then h stands for house so then you get like what type of house you live in and basically like when you do it on paper you do like a spiral and then when someone says stop you count how many like lines there are and then you do it by that i've got mine at the moment so it's just like enter a number between one and a hundred and then you go through all of this basically just like treat it as one big list even like everything and then you go through and for every let's say the number six for every six thing you cross it out until you only have one left from each category and then you've like predicted the future this is actually really difficult to do um to like or the way that I've started it out is difficult because I've got like everything in different sections like I've got jobs in one array and then locations in its own array and like etc etc and like getting it to like iterate through but then also go back to the start of the like lists every time is like Mm. it's proving a little bit more difficult than I thought I think I'm starting to get somewhere with it like have an array of the arrays yeah that make it easier but is harder and then like I need to I tried to like implement an external library which uses like a cycle thing where like you can then go back to the start but actually what it, it doesn't mm-hmm. go back to the start of the array and then just like copies and pastes it at the end so that didn't work so oh, yeah, f- no. fuck that but yes some some interesting Sounds developments nice. and now I'm like really invested in it because I want to find out what my goddamn <laughs> future is going to be because I, I did like a, a UK edition as my like because I was going to then do like different editions where like people could you could then go like oh do like I don't know, I was going to do one that was like Hollywood or like I've got a UK one and then you could maybe do like fun ones like, I don't know. And then I was going to like, I was going to make a wee thing of it and then like maybe at the end if I can make it actually work, like make a either a web app out of it or like something with a visual, a nicer visual element. But that's not going yeah. very well because at the moment the only thing it does is crash. Um, Step at so. time, my friend. <laughs> So I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna continue on with that next week as my thing to do is carry on with Python and try and make something to show at the end of it because mm. um, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit frustrated. I was sitting just before the call, just like. <laughs> Unfortunately, Aww. it's the ones that like, I think you find the most frustrating, but like you learn the most from a lot of the time. I agree. It's so annoying. And you're like, so I, satisfied I when that, you finish them. The my, more you have to kind of go and find like, yourself and stuff. The pain the at the moment though learn. is that it's not. It's not like a lack of Python knowledge because I think actually yeah. the code is very basic. It's just a lack of figuring it out in my own head, <laughs> like figuring yeah. out the best way to do it. I think I'm I'm getting more ideas and I just have to like start like eliminating bad ones. But it's interesting. I don't know. I, I am. It doesn't make me realize I miss. I miss uni. I miss learning. I miss being a nerd. I know. Do not get me started on missing uni. I'm rotting. <laughs> in my room i want to be back i want to be with friends i want to go to the gym i want to be able to not be under my parents house you know like just going insane literally yeah true literally going insane but yeah i just want to i want to say thank you for joining me especially this week for like embracing the tech stuff i don't know why (laughs) not at all i'm kind of i do apologize for like taking the challenge a little shitely no, i do have an excuse and i got given okay. a hefty commission like art wise so i've had to focus on that because sorry that's what art paid, and so. science sorry sorry that's not allowed you can only confine to one label you can only be creative um, or techy. you cannot be you can't both, have both. <laughs> i'm just so sorry everyone. you can only have one personality trait <laughs> pick wisely <laughs> I I you're just stem or humanities christy stem or humanities Naturally, if you're it's humanities, we need rough. to disown you. <laughs> no. I never liked... That was the only thing I didn't want to study. I want to study literally everything on the earth, but I hated mods. Ah. I like politics and history. I find Obviously, it, I, I find like it politics now because it's important, but... When I had the luxury of being 12 and privileged, I hated politics, so... Politics... I would never want to study it, like, at a university level, but I did find it very interesting at school. I like, agree. I studied yeah. modern and I took modern up to like I, I say took up I to advanced modern. higher I no. <laughs> dropped advanced higher two weeks before my exam because I like 
didn't want to do it basically and i written like half of a dissertation like uh, this massive dissertation on like i did it on like criminal psychology and like marxist theory and like all this shit like it was so i put so much work into this thing that i just never finished um but i completely agree i would not study it at uni i think it would be too much but i did find it interesting especially the like sociology side of it and like i think especially when i was younger like when you're in in school i think that all the people that studied modern have had a really good um attitude towards like voting and like knew its importance and even just like things like that i think should be way more widely taught even if you don't take modern to know the importance and also the privilege that comes with voting and I don't know anyone who was in my modern studies class, like at higher or whatever, who didn't vote, but then speaking to friends, even really, you know, really intelligent, really super aware friends who were like, yeah, like I'm not gonna vote because I don't really have an interest in it. It's not really a position you can take. You've got to just like decide what your opinions are and then vote. Like it's not, you know what I mean? And I think- Sometimes you've um, got to make the best of a bad situation. <laughs> if, you, if you're like not, pol- like, are like, I don't like, I don't want to be political. It's a privileged stance to take and actually the importance of like voting and- Yeah, absolutely. I've seen so many posts, especially with the recent movement being like, I have seen so many people saying, especially with the recent movement, sort of like people saying, I don't want to get into politics or like, that's like a dodgy subject, like don't bring it up is a luxury because I have to bring up my human rights at some point. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think it was an interesting thing. I don't know how we got from this from like learning to code, (laughs) but um, it was just something (laughs) at school. I always felt really strongly it should have been a necessary class or like a necessary the same way, like, you know, never talk actually about, like, how to do taxes or, like, how to finance or, like, budget or, like, do all these important things. Yeah, I feel like economics and mods should maybe be, not compulsory not fives, but suggested strongly in the same way that maths and English are. We are yeah. schooled in offer economics. Yeah, no, they no. did mine. We also only got to do six not fives. Hee <laughs> I did eight. Uh-huh. Private school, they decided it was They decided it was too many for people the years before us, and so rather than moving to seven, they went just to six. Um, so my sister's you doing could, seven. Like, we had the option of like not taking a if you didn't want to. I know people that took nine if they spoke a language that the school taught, so they got like a free nat five because yeah. they were like fluent in it. Yeah. But yeah, I took eight. It was fine. I think the boy who beat me for a score um, <laughs> in higher computing taught himself in his lunchtime, and he's also now studying at St Andrews, but not computing. That really, really triggered ah. me. <laughs> that is that is kind of triggering. Not gonna lie. Yeah, no, it is an interesting thing, you know, education, education gaps. But I don't think we have time to get into that because we're already, you know, (laughs) going up for 20 minutes over. So (laughs) we'll get into education gaps and things like that on another podcast, I'm sure. But girls, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for bringing your your coding to this this episode. I'm sure everyone who is not at all interested in CS really enjoyed this. Well done for sticking through. If you made it through, I'm proud. We only talked about it for like 10 minutes, so like suck it up if you're listening yeah. i don't know <laughs> i will give you if you don't like cs a personal congratulation for making it to here because i also don't like cs that much yeah, it's not my <laughs> can't believe well you and you call yourself a wick what it's rewarding i don't trust it as my degree i'm joking it's like heroin straight to the brain that's that's what i always feel when you compile and it works first time it's like whoa you don't need no drugs if you're a cs student I understand the the, high. the dopamine addiction that you all have. <laughs> I just don't want to instill it in myself. It's an addictive lifestyle. Like, if you think, right, if I, if, right, no, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I right. see her point. See if the three of you, like, if I was describing an activity to you, you had no idea what it is or what it meant, and I said, this activity, you can spend your whole, your whole day doing it. You know, you can you not stop to eat, to drink, to go outside um, you can stay up till like 3 or 4 a.m. doing it because you just need to get the fix and then waiting for this one moment when it, fix. It, 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 like, it works and you get this like boost in you and this happiness but then the downer that comes when nothing when it's not working you would go that is a drug that you're you have an addiction and it's not <laughs> it's computer science and it, like if you think about it that way it's very concerning that we've got ourselves into a lifetime of waiting for it to compile (laughs) you're a nerd thank you christy openly you're so welcome we're openly and can argue nerds employable nerds eat shit (laughs) (laughs) very attractive employee nerds (laughs) high earning graduate nerds gonna be single or divorced can't wait (laughs) 
I'm quite jealous of your job prospects, to be honest. I think you're one of the only ones that ranks higher than physics. <laughs> in terms of, like, graduate salary. Yeah. I mean, is a graduate salary worse than anything if the three of us are going to be, like, lonely? Here, like, we should make a pact since we're going to be yes. lonely STEM um, women we in marriage? STEM. Will we, will we just, like, get a wee <laughs> frat house, the three of us, when we're, like, 50 and unmarried? I thought you were going to say yeah, we yeah, but you'll still be, like, on the grind consistently. I think I have, like, multiple backup... Not backup, that's the wrong word. They're what they call, like, safety husbands. I think I have multiple yes. ones. Well, I would be the best safety husband. It would be a great house. Think of the... We should. It would be a great house. I There's a strong likelihood that I might be married if we're, like, 40, but... I mean, I'm scared of marriage now because my mum got married at 19, the age I am now. That is young. Oh, for her first wow. So young. So she's like beating it into me. She's like, Chris, you're not allowed to get married early. <laughs> That's quite mad. I've so, never thought of that before. Like, we are the age yeah, that she people was married, get married, like, young. She was married I know in, at like, in the age now. Wow. She said sorry. she was nearly 20, so it's not the same. <laughs> Still, holy shit. Please. I know it's a bit mad to think about, like, you, like, Evie, like, in a year's time, married. In a marriage. Fucking, I'll take whatever I can get. Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Lol. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for joining me. Um, stay safe. Keep washing your hands. Hopefully can actually see... I see, I mean, see some of you. I have seen Christy and Jodie. Amy, when we're allowed to enter Glasgow slash Ed and I will get myself through Yay. for a wee walk or something. Absolutely. Yes. I'll come yeah. to Edinburgh. Yes, yes. That's, a, that's a good Love idea. That. Then the four of us We'll can... go some big walkies up Arthur's seat or something. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Immaculate vibes. <laughs> I should know we apologize. Can you just oh, cut right? it after that? Nothing else. Just cut after immaculate, just immaculate. <laughs> We'll end this podcast on that then. Yes. Thank you very much, girlies. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Immaculate vibes.